All right, mental health and addiction issues. Talk about that. And I put this last because it's a little dark and I don't feel comfortable talking about it, really. I, talked, I brought it up during the Trisha Paytas interview and she had struggles and she went to a mental hospital and she had drug and dependency issues and mental health issues. And I really thought about it and I had to think a long time before I decided to talk about myself and that. I could have just had Trisha talk about it and been quiet and not mention my things at all. But I wanted to insert myself more in the videos. I figured that was a good time to bring those things up or bring my experiences up. And the weird thing is my immediate family knows about that and some of my friends, but not even all my friends know about that, about me. And I felt more comfortable telling you guys about that or telling Trisha about that than I would really anybody else. Like telling my friends about that, it's super uncomfortable. It's a weird thing to talk about. So I don't talk about it. And I really had to think twice because my coworkers could be watching this. My wife's family has no idea. They know I don't drink, but they have no idea why and they have no idea my experience. So I really had to think long and hard about this, but it got such positive feedback when I talked about it during the Trisha interview. The Trisha interview, I got the most negative comments and the most dislikes of any video I've done, which was incredible to me. I thought the interview was good. I talked about the things I wanted to talk about, but obviously you guys didn't like it. Her fans hated it and I got a ton of dislikes. But the cool thing was if there was a light at the end of the tunnel in that one, people who stuck around and actually watched the interview really like that part of it and they shared and they DM me their experiences with that and they wanted to know how I dealt with it and my journey throughout those mental health and addiction issues. So I figured now that I'm gonna do a Q&A session, a lot of people ask me about it, so here it is, here's my story. All right, so I'll make this kinda of short because this could be a whole video in itself and I don't wanna take the, up the whole time talking about this. But basically I started drinking and smoking weed and stuff when I was 14. And I did it normally through high school, but I started fucking up, my grades went to shit. But that's also the time around junior year in high school, I realized I was depressed. I didn't know I was depressed, but like I would come home every day, I would take a nap immediately after school. Sometimes my friends would come over, I remember like to play basketball or something, and my mom would say, Tom's upstairs sleeping. And they would be like, why is he sleeping? It's four o'clock in the afternoon. And they would sometimes drag me out of bed to go play. But I didn't realize that was really a thing. I just thought I was tired or something like that. So I went to college. I continued my drinking and using. And it got worse. So after college, that's when I knew I was depressed. I, I, I wanted to explore that further. So I went to psychiatrists. I also ended up in a mental hospital for a suicide attempt, which I don't really want to talk about now, but I was in a mental hospital for a couple days and then I was, you know, I had to see a psychiatrist and they got me on this antidepressant medication and none of it worked. I would take it for a month or two and it wouldn't work and I'd get frustrated and I was using this whole time too, which obviously didn't help. But looking back, I was just self-medicating. Like I would smoke weed 24 seven, all day, every day. I would smoke from the second I woke up and I would be high all day. And I did that probably for 10 years on top of drinking, using cocaine, you know, on the weekends and those kind of things, doing ecstasy, doing pills. That was always a constant in my life. And the depression, 
I couldn't really get a handle on that until I got sober, which I didn't realize at the time. So things got progressively worse. They call it geographics. I moved all over the country. I ended up in Phoenix living on my buddy's couch and then they got tired of me. So I would stay at a hotel for a couple nights. I, um, my camera guy Rocky's looking at me like I'm crazy, but this is actually my story. You would, people would never guess this now. Like I'm living in a nice house and I have a beautiful family and you see me on YouTube and I have a pretty cool life, but this is where I came from. So I'm super grateful every day that people actually watch me. People care about me. I, you know, in a loving relationship, I've got money in the bank. So I'm super grateful because I was really down to my last $5. I was living in this hotel and a cab driver picked me up and I'll never forget it. This guy picked me up and I was working at this radio station. I would sleep at the radio station on the weekends because there's nobody in the office. And then when it came Monday, I would burn a favor and I would stay on my buddy's couch or something. And this guy, Bob, picked me up and he picked me up in his cab and I had my clothes with me and stuff. And he said, you know, are you just visiting? Are you just in town? And I said, no, I'm, you know, no, I actually live here. And he said, oh, okay. And why are you in the hotel? I go, oh, I'm just in between places. And he said, where's your car? And I go, well, my license is suspended. And then I'll never forget. He looked up in the mirror and he looked at me and he said, do you think your life's unmanageable? And it hit me like a bolt of lightning. Now the crazy part was if he said that at Tom at 18, or he said that at Tom at 24, I would have said, fuck you, fuck you, I didn't ask your opinion, you just drive me to where I'm going. But he was right, I was 27 at the time, and the thing with addiction, if you're struggling this with this with like family and friends, and the thing that's so frustrating is you can't make somebody get it. You can try, and I deal with this, I have family members who, are, who have dealt with this in the past, and friends and stuff too, the older I get and the more I get into this thing, you can't shake them and make them get it. Like so many people tried to say, Tom, look at what you're doing, your life shit, you've burned all these bridges, you know, you have issues, you should take care of them. I was never ready to hear it. And for some reason at that time, this stranger cab driver who was sober three years from crystal meth told me his story on this like short cab ride. And I related to him and he wasn't like a, you know, telling me to go to church, and, you know, Jesus Christ will save my life or anything like that. He just told me a story and we got to the place and where I was working and we got to the radio station and he gave me his card and he said, listen, if you want to change your life, I actually run a sober house and I just had a bedroom open. So give me a call. And I got high all weekend. And then I called him that Monday and that was July 27th. 20, 2005 and I've been sober since then, which is a trip. And without getting in the whole thing, the mental health issues, I got sober and I could never deal with mental health issues until that. So I got sober and I had all this other shit going on. I'm depressed and kind of manic sometimes and I'm sober, which is good, but sometimes I can't get out of bed. So I start seeing psychi psychiatrists and psychologists and therapists and kind of going through this and nothing seems to work. But I'm sober, so I continue to work. I have a job. My life definitely gets better, but I still can't get over the hurdle. And without making a long story too long, because a lot of you may have stopped watching now. I'm, I don't know. A lot of you may be bored with this. Sorry if this is boring, but a lot of people asked. But basically, my current therapist, this is like two, three years ago, and this is like five years in a sobriety. No, this is shit. Maybe seven, eight years in the sobriety. She goes... 
Tom, I read up on this thing and I think this is you. And she showed me um, like the summary or the diagnosis for bipolar two. And she's like, that's you. That's exactly what's going on with you. Like you're super, like not super manic where you're up for three days, but you're super focused. You're, you know, going for, you know, a whole day at a time and then you crash and you're depressed for long stretches of time. Then you kind of get the spike again and then that comes down and bipolar that you think about is, or I thought about is you're up for 10 days at a time, you're super manic, maybe there's some violence associated with it, those kind of things. So I never, so when she told me bipolar too, I'm thinking like, I'm not bipolar, but when you look at the checks, I was like every one of them. And the trippy thing about that was, or the interesting thing about that was, is antidepressants don't work if you're bipolar too. So all the, you know, those 10 years of therapists or more, they kept prescribing me that stuff. It never worked because obviously I'm not just depressed. I have this other thing going on. So it probably took me six months to a year maybe of being on the right medication. It's super frustrating too if you're going through this. And if you've been through this, you can you can relate hopefully, but they don't just prescribe you a medication and woo, you're happy and free and fun. No, my experience wasn't like that at all. It took a long time to get on the right medication, to try like a combination of different things to get it right. And it wasn't magic, like I didn't one day get up feeling great. No, I still had moments where I couldn't get out of bed, but those moments were a lot further apart and they kept getting further and further apart. And the winter, which is a tough time for me when like the days get shorter and you set the clocks back, that's when I would really get depressed or really kind of go through that. Um, like this last winter was the first one in a long time for years and years and years where I didn't go through that. This winter, like I didn't go through periods of depression. I didn't, you know, struggle to get out of bed or anything like that. And then once I got into spring, which I normally feel better, I feel a lot better. So if you're going through this and you can't figure out what's going on with you, my only advice for you is to not give up and to keep going to therapy, keep going to your counselor, feel somebody, feel or go to somebody who you feel comfortable with. Because it, it took me a long time and a lot of kind of therapists and stuff until I felt comfortable dealing with this. And if you're suffering from like addiction issues and mental health issues, and a lot of times they go hand in hand because you're self-medicating, you can't deal with your mental health issues until you get sober. Like you have to tackle that first before you'll ever get a handle on your mental health because you can't get mentally fit while you're still getting fucked up. So if you're going through this, hopefully, I don't know, hopefully that was interesting. Hopefully that was, um, you know, helpful to some of you going through the same thing. Hopefully my boss doesn't see this. Hopefully my wife's family doesn't see this and judge me. Or, you know, when I put that out there, when they hear mental health and addiction, you kind of have a stigma. That's why I don't share this with a lot of people. That's why I don't kind of get into this with the only people I trust. So I trust you, I guess. I don't know. So enjoy, I guess. Sorry to bum you out if you watched the beginning of this video and now you see this side. I was going to answer other questions like, you know, what's my favorite music or F. Mary Kill to kind of end on a light note. Um, but I don't even really feel like talk, talking about that now that we went through all that stuff. So we'll do another Q&A next time I don't have a guest. 
Uh, we'll get more into this if you care or, you know, I'm not a mental health advocate or a sobriety ad advocate of anything like that or crusader. So if you're interested in more about that, you can DM me. Uh, if you don't feel comfortable leaving the comments, you can leave it in the comments. You can DM me. I'm at MyDraw1. I'll put it up here on Twitter and Instagram. So you could always DM me there. I have my DMs open on Twitter. So feel free if you're going through anything and you have some questions, um, reach out to me on there. Or you could always email me at Tom at TomWard.com. I'll try to get to you. If I get a lot, you know, I'm busy. I can't get to all of them, but I'll try to get as, as many as possible, especially if you're in need. But if you are in need, make sure you call somebody. There's prevention, suicide prevention lines. There's help you can get out there. So make sure you um, talk to somebody first. And I want to say I am not a licensed uh, therapist. I'm not a licensed um, addiction counselor or anything like that. So I'm just a normal person going through similar things that you're going through. So again, this is just my opinion. I'm not a licensed anything. Um, I'm barely keeping it together and learning more about myself. So um, if you are going through things like this, definitely seek somebody qualified.